I ask you a question. When you think about a great figure in the Old Testament, who comes in your mind first? What? Abraham, Moses, David, Noah, Joseph, Joshua, Daniel, David, Solomon, okay, Isaac, and it goes on and on, right? Job, okay. So the prominent figures that come in our minds, as we said, you know, we went in that order, Abraham, and then Moses, and even a couple of others, you know, other names we mentioned. So this evening, so we, let's ask a question. You know, I was just thinking about, and the scripture came, you know, in my mind, you know, as well as doing uh, other things, this scripture was, you know, often just, you know, coming in my mind. So I was, I thought probably that's the scripture that we need to think about this, morning, this evening. The question is why Moses, after all these things, was not allowed to enter into the promised land. Now, Moses was such a great man of God. You know, when I think about Moses, I think in such a tall man, right? You know, with such a you know gigantic figure and lead, having a you know sh- what is it called shaft in his hand and leading the children of Israel. You know, that's a picture I could get, right? So we all have an imagine, imaginary picture about each individual, right? So when you think about Isaac, what comes in your mind? You didn't listen to me. That's why you couldn't answer. Right, Joel? Can you come here? One more, one chair up further? That helps. Yeah. Okay, right. Right? So, so what when you think about Joseph, what comes in your mind? Colorful robe, right? So for each figure in the Old Testament, we have an imaginary picture in our mind. So if I, if we, I give you a paper and draw David, you will draw? Okay, you will draw King David, or somebody will draw the shepherd by David, right? So when I think about Moses, I just, you know, have an imaginary picture about Moses. But the question is, why Moses could not enter into the promised land? You know, God entrusted with Moses with the laws. The laws were given to Moses. And if you think about Moses, Moses was, you know, kind of, you know, foreshadow of Lord Jesus Christ. Because he brought the children of Israel from the slavery and Jesus Christ came for the same reason to this world. So Moses is a you know, foreshadow of Lord Jesus Christ. Moses also is listed in Hebrew 11 for his exemplary faith in, in Lord God. He's one of the faith, you know, what do you call him as? Like a, faith, a man of faith in Hebrews 11. In Deuteronomy 34 we read, you know, at the end of his life, Bible says, God himself buried Moses. Can you imagine? Such a grace, such an honor. If our mayor is coming for some burial, you know, you can see the news reporters and everybody there, you know, gathered together. But now we can you imagine God himself came down and he buried, because no one knows where Moses was buried. Such a man of God, great man of God, but he lost the privilege of entering into the blessed land. And I strongly believe there is something that I need to learn and all of us need to learn because we are just marching towards the blessed land. And we don't want to miss that opportunity of entering into the blessed land. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse, I read it for you. But since then there has not risen in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. 34.12 says, And by all that mighty power and all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. 
Such a man of power and grace and might and authority. And finally, after all these things, he could not even enter into Canaan. Why? Why Moses was not, not allowed to enter into the blessed land? And the answer is very clear because scripture is very specific about it. I read that from Deuteronomy chapter 32, uh, from uh, 51 and 52, they, these two scriptures, they give the reason why Moses was not allowed into Canaan. I can read that for you, Deuteronomy chapter 32, 51, 52. Because you, this is God speaking to Moses, because you trespassed or you sinned against me, among the children of Israel, at the waters of Meribah Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, because you did not hallow me in the midst of the children of Israel, yet you shall see the land before you, though you shall not go there into the land which I am giving to the children of Israel. Somewhere, some point of time in his life, Moses sinned against God. You know, we all sin against God. We all sin. But when we sin, we go and we confess. We are sorry to God and we ask for his forgiveness. And he's such a gracious God. He forgives us. But the question is why God did not forgive Moses? Why Moses was not forgiven from the sin, whatever sin it may be, we will get into that. But why Moses was not forgiven? So let, let's go a little deeper into it to find out what was that sin, what was happening there. In Numbers chapter 20, verse 8, this is what God asked Moses to do. You know, many times God asked us to do something. Listen to me. Many times God asks us to do something, but then the moment we don't do those things, we disobey God. We disobey God. And when we disobey God, you know, many times he's forgiving and we ask for his forgiveness. Many times we don't know that we have disobeyed. Some people tell us that, you know, this is what you're expected to do. This is what God is asking you to do. But then, you know, we rebel and we go away from God and we don't do those, do, do, do those things. But when such thing happens, like what's happening here, what's happening here in Moses' life, Numbers chapter 20 verse 8 says, this is what God said, take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, Gather the congregation together, speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock, and give drink to the congregation and their animals. The instruction was, you speak to the rock, and water will gush out of the rock. And that's, that's what you, you need to do. You need to speak to the rock and what Moses did. Number chapter 20 verses 9 to 11. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, listen to these words. Hear now, you rebels. Must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod and water came out abundantly and the congregation and their animals drank no one would have noticed no one knew that he did something wrong everyone for in uh, for the eyes of people it was a good thing because god performed a miracle we move away from that but that was not expected 
that was not expected from Moses. Today, even that's true, there are miracles happening, but not all the miracles are acknowledged by God, attested by God, approved by God. But people recognized and there was blessing. Certainly there was blessing because water gushed out. Water came forth. And that was a huge blessing for the children of Israel. You know, miracles from God brings blessings and miracles which are not from God also bring blessings. But it is up to us to identify what is really from God. That's where we need to have the discernment of knowing what is of God and what is not of God. And here Bible says, you know, there were enough water for the people to drink and for their animals to drink. And what God did. Numbers chapter 20 verse 12. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. Because you did not believe me. To hallow me. In the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land. Which I have given them. At the end of his age. Moses was standing on the mountain top. And he is pleading the Lord. Lord. Please, at least, can I have a look at the blessed land? And God said, yes, you can have a look at the land, but you are not going to go there. You know, what a tragedy it would be if at the end of our life, you know, when we leave from the face of this earth or the coming of the Lord, and God says, I know all along you have been following me. You know, you were serving the other gods, but I brought you out of the other gods. Or you have been, you were born in the Christian family and you have been serving the Lord. Everything is right. Everything you do, you did. You know, I knew, but you lose the privilege of entering into heaven because there was something wrong in your life. You know, this evening I pray that, Lord, if there is something that, show me right now. You know, let that be our prayer. If there is something that will prevent us from entering into heaven, Lord, show us that thing right now. Right now. So that I can set those things right. Before the terrible day comes in my life. It's exactly like trying to enter into a building. You traveled all the way from India, for example, from your country to this nation. And if you denied entry into this nation, and if you're asked to go back, how terrible, terrible that would be. And we are talking about the eternity. And we don't want to take it granted. We want to know what can, what can possibly prevent us from entering into this. There are three things, four things that had happened here in the life of Moses. Number one. Moses disobeyed direct command from God. God was very clear. God asked Moses to speak to the rock, but Moses struck the rock. Just looks like a very simple thing. That did not stop the miracle. Now I was wondering why God did not stop the water coming out. God could have told Moses, you did not obey. To my commandment, the miracles is not going to happen. No, God did not say that. Miracles still happened. Miracle will still happen. That miracle doesn't guarantee that. Guarantee your entry to heaven. My entry to heaven. Our entry to heaven. Miracle not, it doesn't really attest us. Okay, he is able to perform miracles. So he can go to heaven. All his followers can go to heaven. No, 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 no. Not at all. 
God asked him to speak, but he struck the rock. Simple disobedience is enough in our lives to prevent our entry into the eternity. And at the end of the day, we sacrifice so many things. Jay would have sacrificed his family. I'm not sure how many of his family members, her family members, they still hate them because they became followers of Christ. In the case of faith, she lost. It was a huge loss for her. A couple of others sitting here, we did so much of sacrifice, but a simple disobedience can prevent our entry into eternity because we are dealing with such a God. He's a mystery. At times we struggle to understand our God because he is a mystery by himself. And this evening I realize Moses disobeyed the direct command of God. So it's better to look into our lives and see, do we obey? Do we obey the word of God? Do we obey the instruction of God? Number two, Bible says Moses took credit for bringing the water from the rock. Because in verse 10 he says, must we bring water for you out of this rock? He was asking to God, uh, to, to the children of Israel, must we bring water? And in other places we, we read that you know, he hallowed himself instead of hallowing God, instead of lifting God. You know, when we take the glory, God doesn't like that. You know, many times we see that, you know, when, when great things happen, the glory goes to people, human beings. God doesn't like that. He's the one who needs to be honored. He's the one who needs to be lifted up. You know, that's the reason sometimes as a church we discourage people following any ministers of God. You may like somebody. You may like their teaching. It's good to listen to the teaching. But the glory should go to God. Amen. Whenever you get to receive a miracle, you know, somebody spoke a word into your life. It's not that individual. That individual is just a channel of the, for the blessing. Yes, we appreciate them. We honor them. We acknowledge them. But the glory goes to God. He is the one that does all these things. When you, when, you, know, you get encouraged in a sermon at the end of the sermon, the, 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 the credit doesn't really go to the preacher, but it goes to God. His, only his word can encourage us, not the word of a human. Only God's word can encourage us. In every point of time in our lives, we need to be careful to give the glory to God because Moses failed there. Number three, Moses committed a public sin in front of the people that couldn't go unpunished. Sins are forgiven. We are living in a period of grace. You know, those who know dispensation believe dispensation. We are living in dispensation of grace. God is still forgiving, God is still forgiving. But there are chances that sin can go unpunished. We cannot take things for granted forever and ever. I mean, that's the reason God speaks to us multiple times, many times, and he wants us, he gives us instruction. But Moses committed a public sin in front of people that couldn't go unpunished. That's the reason he had to go through the punishment of not entering into the blessed land, finally. I want you to think about this. Moses struck the rock. He disobeyed. And he struck the water-giving rock. 
And who is that water-giving rock? Christ Jesus. And Moses, you know, he had such a great courage to strike the rock, which is a water-giving rock. Christ was crucified once. But then he was asked to speak to the rock. Today, we are asked to pray to Christ, not to strike him. Again, we are asked to pray. We are asked to speak to the rock. But that's where Moses went wrong. He struck the rock. Think about Christ, the crucifixion and all those things that we go through as part of him, along with him, you know, even every time when we come before the table. So much of suffering that he went through. And God is not expecting us to strike him again, over and over again. Moses struck the rock. Water-giving rock, Christ Jesus. Bible says, the writer of Hebrew says in Hebrew chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Read that for you, listen to me. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come if they fall away to renew them again to repentance since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. The writer of Hebrews says, people crucify Christ over and over again. You know, today that's the problem with the church. That's the problem with the followers of Jesus Christ. Exactly same as what Moses did. Instead of speaking to the rock, he struck the rock. And we do that many times in our lives. Striking the rock. Because he had already enough strikes on the back of him. He has already went through enough in his life that we don't want to strike him over and over again by our deeds, by our disobedience. Can we all stand for a moment this evening?